0: you've tuned into another episode of radio free hpc the show where we talk about supercomputing high performance computing and a variety of high-tech topics i'm dan olds from intersect 360 research joined as always by my co hosts henry newman of seagate government solutions shaheen khan from orion x and our near millennial standout jesse lanham In association with our media partner, HPC Wire, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to another fantastic episode, dare I say, exascalorific episode of Radio Free HPC. I'm Dan Olds. Well, I always am. We've got a full crew on the phone lines. We've got Jesse Lanham out in West Lafayette who actually seems to have something in the industry we like to call bandwidth today.
1: (laughs) It's true. They replaced the main DSL line to my neighborhood last week. So we're thriving out here.
0: I would like to see you benchmark that. Like I said, I think you're probably above five megabits.
1: (laughs) Oh, I think it's pretty sweet.
0: She's pixelating a bit on the video for me. Yes, me too. And she just froze.
2: (laughs)
1: You still there, (laughs) Jesse? Yeah.
2: Yes. I think it just failed over to the modem. (laughs) (laughs) We got Shaheen Khan
0: down in the valley. What is up, Shaheen? The usual, man, I know. All is well. Good. Never a dull moment.
2: There's plenty of dull moments. (laughs) Not in high
0: tech, man. Not in high tech. I try and nap through them. And we got Henry Newman live
3: from his survivalist compound in Las Cruces, New Mexico. How are you, Henry? I just did a weather check, Dan, and it says I'm in Mesilla and it's 66 degrees. Just, you know, what, with the Google, you know, what's your location for the weather? Just letting you know. Yeah, but you're a guy that, that still doesn't
0: have the ability to directly get FedEx or UPS. So I am going to say <laughs> that you're probably a
3: little confused about your address. I actually do get FedEx and UPS. They just, UPS just delivered. You know, Henry,
2: Dano has been there three times. I've been there three times. Not two, not one, but three. All three times with a video recording
0: camera. And all three times I went to Las Cruces. Just saying.
2: But we digress.
0: Also, we can see the
2: thickness of the wall from the video.
0: Yes, we can. 22.75 inches thick, Henry? Somewhere around there, Dan. Boy, that surprised me. You don't have an exact number. And disappoints me, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, let's get into our topic you today. You did say our something topic... about
2: exa something.
0: Exorific.
2: Exorific.
0: Exa extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> that we was
3: have... better.
0: That was better, wasn't it? Should make us start over so I could use that. But no, oh, we're not going to waste the time. <laughs> we're too yeah. we're too efficient here. Extraordinary, exa extraordinary news. Coming from our pals, Tim and Nicole, over at The Next Platform, China, according to a very well-placed source that they're relying on, has not one, but two separate exascale systems that came out of their three-pronged approach.
3: in Go ahead, Henry. That's exa-bad for this country and for the rest of the world. It's not exa-good. No. So we believe the news then. Well, let's kick that around. What do you I mean,
1: think? Gene? She
2: says, uh, I mean, I'm going to read the paragraph. She says, We have it on outstanding authority, emphasis mine, and quote in, in parentheses, under condition of anonymity, that LINPAC was run in March 2021 on the Sunway Ocean Light. This is L I T E, not L I G H T system, which is the follow on to the number four ranked Sunway Taiyu light machine. Yes. 1.3 exaflops peak, 1.05 sustained, 35 megawatts. That, I think, translates to something like 30 gigaflops per watt. Yes. And and
3: and I would believe that that's true. You know true. the way
2: to confirm this?
0: Hmm. Look at Jack Dongara's frequent flyer account.
2: <laughs> Why? You think they wouldn't run it without him present? I wouldn't.
3: That's very true.
2: No. And... Will LIMPAC even run without him present? It does <laughs> not.
3: <laughs> we have internet access, but we yes. lost connection.
0: And Dr. Jack would be definitely involved. Don't know if he'd be traveling there or not, but he would well, definitely be involved. Well, if he speaks about
2: it, then that obviously, I mean, that's what happened with Taiyu Light, is that he yes. was given a briefing and he, you know, maybe was involved already, I don't know. but But once his report came out, it was like, okay, this thing is real. Yes.
0: Yes, and then there's the second one that comes out of what they're saying in the article. They refer to them as the WUSHI team, but this is actually the uh, what is it, Jesse? The uh, not the N- NUDT, not NUDT. Oh, is is it NUDT? National the, University the, of Defense the Tan, Technology.
1: The Tange Three system, however, that's pronounced, came out yeah, of N-U-D-T, that's NUDT. which is the National okay. University of Defense Technology.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. It's interesting the two architectures on this that the Sunway system has something that kind of looks to me like the old Blue Gene processor. Mm. Bunch of cores on the same chip, no accelerators, but they got to this through probably die shrinks, right. doubled up the
2: elements and stuff. Yeah, that's what that's what the report was saying that that's that's one way they could have got there. Yeah, is by taking what they had before and do a die shrink so you can get twixt the number of elements and then double the performance for each and then double the whole thing again and that gives you the 8x factor they needed to get there.
1: This is part of the reason why I'm inclined to believe the news to be honest is one does this, does this seem like something China would do? Yes. Am I surprised if I read a headline, China meets, gets to exascale? No. This does sound like something that would be in their viewpoint to get. And additionally, there's enough technical material that's been published about it that it doesn't just seem like a shot in the dark.
2: No, I, I agree. I agree. And they've had plenty of time to do it. So I think there is it's a very credible piece of news. I, I agree.
0: And then the other system is based on an ARM variant along with an upgraded DSP accelerator, the Matrix 2000 Plus that uh, gave it... It's a, a thing. Yeah, it's a Phytium thing for the, the central CPU and then the upgraded Matrix 2000 Plus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is from their national parallel computing group.
3: What, what, what I don't understand uh, on all of this is how much memory did they have and given it's only 35 megawatts it doesn't seem like a lot
2: no i think that to me looks like a limpack machine that then can do other things that look like limpack but my recollection of taiyu light was that it was highly optimized for just that that it that they took out a lot of circuitry that could be used, but doesn't, wasn't really necessary for just getting that sort of peak performance. Now, the good news is that if you can do LIMPAC, you actually can do a bunch of other things. And they published an ACM paper that's going to come out for the SC21 issue, talking about how they simulated random quantum circuits, RQCs, and also known as random circuit sampling. Is which, that the sycamore thing? Well, well, it's a segue into quantum, but this whole random quantum circuits is a suitable problem for, for supremacy because it's a problem that is hard in classical algorithms. Mm-hmm. It is relatively, quote unquote, easy for quantum machines. I call it embarrassingly quantum. And it is verifiable, which also includes that the errors that you get are smaller than the probabilities that you get. It's not like this thing is like, you know, but probability 0.9 is the answer, but our errors are like, you know, one. 1.0 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or 0.95. So it kind of is, it becomes a really suitable problem for these things and it's got other uses and it's, you know, so, but it's also not like quite a real application. So I kind of termed it like a random number generator that actually is an important app itself too. But anyway, so they've done that on this machine and they've written a paper at the ACM that is also very good. Actually another segue while I have the microphone one of the things that I'm noticing is that the papers that are being published by by Chinese scientists about these things are now in the ACM and physical review letters and a few other really prestigious journals that it, it isn't just thrown on archive and and call it good they actually are publishing it in Peer-reviewed journals that gives it a lot more credibility,
0: not field and stream or something like that, right? Or a blog, <laughs> Or are a blog, yeah. Hmm.
2: The thing that's interesting to me, to me
0: about this second system is that this is ARM-based, and this I see is buttressing my argument that China will never allow Nvidia to own and go through with the purchase of ARM.
2: That China will veto that deal. How about risk five? Because everybody's moving to RISC V too for these things.
0: I yeah, don't know. But of course, and not in
3: this case. I, I don't mean, think NVIDIA is yeah, trying yeah. to buy
0: RISC Five. They already own a piece of it. They already yeah. use They're it. They're already in involved in yeah.
3: it. So, so is Intel. The Intel bought Sci Fi.
2: Yeah.
0: So, no,
3: no.
2: They talked to them. They didn't conclude. They didn't. They, didn't, they haven't they concluded cut, cut it a, yet? They couldn't cut a deal. What I heard was that, I mean, there was a news article that they walked away. Oh, I didn't okay. see that.
1: So, anyway. segueing from what you just said, Dan. Both of these systems that just debuted, are they entirely Chinese systems, meaning that the processors and accelerators were built made in China?
3: Yes. In the interconnects? Yes.
1: Okay. In the interconnects. Okay. So that brings do up. We know about,
0: yeah. Do we know about we memory? Don't know, we don't know about memory. We don't know specifically what the interconnect is or what it is like, but this looks all homegrown to me.
1: So I have a hot take question with that. And that's if all of these systems, if if China is the first to reach exascale, and this news is true, and these two systems are entirely Chinese homegrown, my question then is, do we think that U.S. trade restrictions potentially force China to win this technological battle in reaching exascale first?
0: My answer would be, yeah, huh And let me take you down memory lane. Back in 2015, China wanted to upgrade the Tayani 2 system From its first version, which sported a bunch of Xeon 5s, they wanted to upgrade it and put it atop the list again with upgraded Xeon 5s. U.S. government said, no way. That's strategic technology. We will not allow it to be exported to you, which was a complete reversal of, yeah. And that, I think, got under the skin of the Chinese, not surprisingly, just like the fact that I can't buy a, a workstation with two GPUs in Oregon now, but it made the Chinese decide that we're not going to be held hostage by anybody ever again. We're not going to have our technological progress impeded by relying on, on the West or even the East.
1: So thinking about that sort of mentality, if that's truly the the motivation behind this. Do you think part of that bleeds into China's decision to not submit official impact scores? Hmm. Sort of as like a, as a screw you. Almost? Do,
3: wait wait a second. Do we know they're not submitting them at supercomputing? We 21. don't know. No, we don't, we don't so, know. So, that, so why did but, you say that Jesse? I, I, because like they this, haven't been,
1: they haven't been reported officially while we're talking about it.
0: Yeah. But I've got a data point on this in 2019. I had on what I would call outstanding authority. In fact, I even saw a screenshot of a Shugon system that, if I remember right, had three, did 319 petaflops on Linpack. And I even saw the esteemed Jack Dongara having his picture taken in front of the booth and the system. That was never released. It was written about a little bit in the trade press,
2: but not much. It but wasn't submitted? It was not submitted. Right. Now, I think if you put the label top 500 on it, then I have a big bugaboo about any system that hasn't formally submitted it. We don't know the configuration. We don't know the details. And I think if you haven't done any of that, you can't participate in top 500. You can't yeah. like participate you without can't get participating. On the list. So none of these are top 500, point one. Point two, we don't know.
3: we don't We don't know that they didn't submit, Shaheen. We won't know for a couple
2: of weeks. Wasn't in the, no. I'm not talking about what will come two weeks from now.
3: Okay.
2: I'm talking about until now. There have been several cases where people try to participate without participating, and I think that's a no-no. If you want to use the brand Top 500, so to say, right? But they're not even. They didn't even press release this. They so haven't done it. Right. Right. This is all but, secret. But supposedly. but my point number two was that in terms of other big systems that never participated, there have always been several. Blue we Waters, yeah, even even others that we may not know about. Yeah, that, so you if know, there's they're, they're, always they're have...
1: systems that are we know exist that we know rank on the top 500, why do we care about the top 500 list? Because well, it's
2: because the only that's, thing that's not we what have. it's trying to do. No, no, no. It's not what it's trying to do. It's not trying to top 500 is not trying to make sure that it exhaustively tracks every supercomputer out there that is capable of doing LIMPAC. It says, you know, here are the rules. Those who want to participate, come forth and We think it's a good thing for the community if you all do. Now, if what you're doing is like some depth of some national security thing and you can't talk about it, well, don't. That's fine. If what you do is like in some big exascale, I mean hyperscale cloud environment, and in principle you could run Limpack on it, but you don't, and you don't really care to do it, don't. So nobody disputes that like Google has systems that can do exascale. If you strung them all together, or Amazon or Microsoft, these guys have like, you know, football field sized data centers that clearly has enough CPUs in there if you wanted to do it. But so that's not really the game. The game is that have you run it? What did you learn in the course of doing it? What is the fraction of sustained versus peak? What sort of architectural lessons can we learn? How much power are you looking at? How much power And then if you also do like conjugate gradient, now I get another piece of data. If you do green 500, I get another piece of data. And I think all of that is like really good for the community.
0: Yeah, I would love to see the HPCG on these.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, I I tell you, HPCG are likely to do well on these things because if you optimize it for this, you're not
3: going to do well on that. Yeah. Henry, thoughts? You look pensive. Well, I was thinking about what Shaheen said, and I thought it was very interesting. And I think one of the things that I think you brought up—the underlying part of it, Shaheen—is that Google, Amazon, and Microsoft are all commercial companies in business to do other things than run HPC applications. So, yeah, they—they, they, you know, I totally agree. They probably have the CPUs to to reach exascale. But even if they did, they're not running are you know exascale problems on it they're doing commercial business problems to meet their stockholder requirements of making money so I mean, that, I mean
0: you can you can assemble the computing power to do it but it's but configuring a system to actually do it is an entirely different
3: and game. and the amount of time it takes you that you're not making money which is your you know bread and butter and your the business reason you exist. I you would have, love it if AWS said we're going to suspend operations
0: for everybody using AWS because we're going to run a LINPAC. So <laughs> check back praying, with right, us in right, about
3: in about two weeks. <laughs> yeah, maybe wait, it'll be longer than two weeks, Dan. Yeah, probably longer. Yeah, yeah. yeah so just, just to get a uh,
2: in too. Uh, yeah, just to be clear, I'm not suggesting that they should do this. I'm just saying that if they do not do this, then they cannot use the world top 500. Agree. Agree. And also, by the way, they have not really contributed to what we can learn in terms of building these exascale systems. Maybe they have learned it internally, but they're not sharing what they've learned. And that's the, what's interesting to me. Do you think they will? I think in some ways they do because they're all kind of participating in the community. And you know, it's not really a ding on them. I'm just saying that if you if your confidentiality requirements or if your business requirements are such that you cannot do this, then by all means, don't do it. But do you don't have think- I mean, to then I mean, pretend the like you do it. Yeah. From
1: the perspective of China, if I've reached Exascale and I've blown everybody out of the water, then it's in my best interest to maintain that status. So what well, good it is, is it not. for me No, to it is not
3: necessarily. Absolutely. Okay, no. not, in their, not in their best interest. They're, it's in their best interest to kind of put a stake in the ground and then go dark and, and use the technology to their advantage as a nation, rather than, you know, beat their chest and say we're kicking your ass.
1: Well, that that's what I meant because when I you said go dark. What I was referring to is what is China's benefit to sharing how they reached exascale? That was what I was getting at.
3: Initially, to, to scare. You know, right now, the whole Taiwan thing is a ball in play. It's to scare everybody and then to go dark.
2: I think that equation is too difficult to solve because it depends on a lot of other parameters that cause them to do it this way or that way and cause us to do it different or that way. So,
0: yes. See what we're thinking we're thinking with our, you know, US based Western hats on that this is like, You know, an Intel, a Cray, a Dell, an HPE who wants to sell these systems and wants the bragging rights and the commercial glory that comes from that. They don't care about that.
1: True. This
0: this stuff is not going to be productized. In fact, putting my Intersect 360 hat on, I'm not sure how we're going to account for this in terms of HPC budgets because this is all homegrown. This is not something that was bought from somebody.
1: That's so how what do my you put values is, on that. Is that they're going to keep it in their own periphery?
0: Now, what's interesting is is that go rewind five six years back when China first made the big run on the top five hundred, and where they had the rule that wherever two systems or more are gathered, thou shalt run Linpack. Remember that? Yeah. And those systems were put together wired together for LINPACK, and then in many, many cases, including some of the top systems they had, were split up and even running video rendering for local TV stations. That's not the case now. I think that these systems will be used as very, very large segments to run AI, quantum, getting towards quantum, but support
2: their defense programs, all of that. These are going to be used for the real stuff. Right. But I want to say something about Limpack and benchmarks. Like in the old days, when we were doing system releases at Sun, we would run like a bunch of benchmarks as part of characterizing the system. Yeah. So we're not doing it to like brag about it and try to get customers. We would do it just to know what sort of machine we're dealing with. What have we built and how does it, you know, where the knobs are and how do they behave and how can we optimize something else? So those were extremely useful just because they allowed us to understand what kind of a machine we have.
1: So, with the idea that these supercomputing, these exascale systems specifically, are going to be used for applications, what are the national security implications of China reaching exascale? Oh,
3: they're profound. They're profound. Exactly. Uh, in so, every aspect. In every aspect, from the development of airplanes, development of of ships, to nuclear nuclear weapons, to nuclear reactors. Pick pick your whatever. Can I throw out something that gave me a
0: shiver just a couple of seconds ago that I thought about? If you want to destabilize big part of the economy and a burgeoning part of the economy, what if they use these machines to mine
3: Bitcoin?
2: <laughs> they actually just banned mining Bitcoin.
3: Yeah, but they're but the they, government. They'll, they they'll said, do what they want. They said they banned it. Do we know that's what really happened, Jean?
0: Yeah. They've thrown some people in jail over
3: it. Oh, but Dan, they would kill some people, but they still would do whatever they wanted. It it for the, that's Henry's what I'm saying. vote
1: of thinking for this.
3: Oh, you're right. But
0: what if, if I'm China and- no, if Let me I just talk to... about
2: Bitcoin. So yeah. the most efficient way to mine Bitcoin is using ASICs that are designed to do those kind of hash calculations. And Steve Perno does a- uh, you know, twice a year report on the state of all of that. And, you know, the crypto super 500, as we used to call it, right, as we call it, actually. And essentially, they they have, in fact, banned it. A lot of the gear got shipped to other countries. Subsequent to them banning it, the U.S. and Kazakhstan from all places are now kind of leading. And the whole mining of Bitcoin actually became more decentralized, and after about a couple of weeks, it recovered to its old level. So it ended up being a really wonderful test for the resilience of Bitcoin. So that's where that stands.
0: If you threw a supercomputer like these, Exascale, at Bitcoin, ASICs or not, and if you don't care about the profitability of it, if you just want to destabilize it, you could have great fun.
2: Maybe um,
1: yeah.
0: mining coins, depressing the market, buying you them back, an even
1: nefarious branding, Depressing
0: there again. it again. Well, it's from, you know, rubbing elbows with investment bankers. They would go nuts on being able, in traders, they would go nuts having this kind of opportunity because essentially the mining for China, given that you're a huge nation state, is free. So, sorry, continue with your train of thought on
1: that one.
0: Well, I was just going to say that, you know, they have, for all intents and purposes, unlimited resources, computational
2: resources to do this. But, but it really is hard to mess with Bitcoin specifically. The, 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 the cost of misbehavior in the Bitcoin system is very high. And the reward for good behavior is also very high. So really, it is set up such that if you come in trying to unstabilize it, you are, your ROI is way better by just making money off of it and go destabilize it. Oh, elsewhere. but they
0: could do that too. But they could make money by
3: depressing the market, buying it low- I think, big, I think they're I think are way bigger issues. in mean, material oh, science. Oh, there are. There are. I'm material just material science for batteries, other kinds of things. Yeah. So I agree. But you know, it's kind of interesting. I wonder what the
0: computational size of the entire Bitcoin community is right now,
2: and what if that is equal to or greater than two exaflops. Oh, it's well. The the metric is hash rates, and it's been over exa hash rates for a while. Okay. But this is cumulative. And you got these mining pools, and some of these pools are bigger than others. And the pools are basically a distributed, it's a collection of distributed groups that all bandy together but to it's, share the spoils.
0: That system is invulnerable as long as one player
2: doesn't have 50.1% of the compute power. But, but, but you need kind of a fifty one point percent compute power and you need to actually solve the puzzle because statistically you will solve it eventually. And then you need to do it repeatedly. You need to do it for like the next half a dozen, you know, blocks. And that's like really difficult to do. Yeah. Anyway, that was a. Tangent. Anyway, okay. yeah, that was a. Tangent. What other thoughts do we have that?
0: This is we just this had is my, my thought, down?
1: Dan. Yeah. This is is my patriotic competitive spirit here. Ask the question, how far are we, the United States, behind China at this moment?
0: We're not behind. Paraphrase Henry, what he asked in our pre-call, is this a Sputnik moment? No, it's not. Are you saying it is, uh, uh, Jesse?
1: I'm wondering if it is, because right now when we look at what's being reported, we have, what is it, Frontier, which... Is they're saying is supposed to debut with 1.5 peak exaflops and 1.3 sustain, but that hasn't happened yet. And so, my question is one, when will that happen? And two, will it actually meet those numbers? And the question of the longevity between those two things, how far behind are we?
3: I think the, my answer is it's unknown. And I question is this a moment moment only because do we know and will we find out? And if we don't find out, It'll be too late if it was. That's my concern. Shaheen, Sputnik I moment think, or not?
2: No. I think for this one metric, they obviously cleave looks like they've done it, and we look like we haven't done it, and maybe the truth is unknown. But But in general, when you look at technology and IT and all of the rest, while it's true that... A lot of advances are being made globally because some of this stuff has been around now for 20 years and people are doing it. I don't think there's any question that the U.S. has a commanding lead. And while I believe that we need to redouble efforts and have a sense of urgency and make sure we get our butts in gears and like work really hard to maintain that leadership, I don't think we need to do it while simultaneously believing that we are behind. I think we are ahead and we should stay ahead.
1: Okay, I agree with Shaheen on that one. I think that right now we are in the position almost of of crumbling in the leadership position where we continue to think we are in the lead. And that mentality of not assuming that others are beating us, not assuming that there's always somewhere we need to get and not assuming that we always need to do one step better is, if we are still in the lead, going to make us lose the lead and also blinds us to the idea that maybe we aren't winning.
2: I agree with with what you just said. I don't believe that we need to pretend we are ahead if we're not. And the moment we have any reason to, any evidence of it, then that's like the
3: time to panic. No, it's the time to panic. Is that before that, Shaheen?
1: Yes. Yeah, oh, so that's, that's,
3: that's, the best time to panic is before.
1: And that's part of why I, <laughs> I would say that I kind of do think this is a Sputnik moment, because I think that with the implications of China reaching exascale, I'm not concerned about Bitcoin that much. I'm more concerned about those instances that Henry was talking about. I'm not concerned about Bitcoin
0: at all. I'm concerned about the other part. The thing that gives me more pause than your non-pause, Shaheen, is the fact that they were able to do this in seven years on homegrown technology, complete homegrown technology. Holy crap. That is a huge feat of engineering.
1: So the question is, can we do the same? And no, we already
0: have the technology. We already haven't
3: done we already haven't done it.
0: Yeah. That's that's my point, Henry. We already haven't done it. Which yep. I don't think is grammatically correct, but it's, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> it's, it's the
3: well, perfect. It's not well perfect phrase. It's not it's well good English,
0: but it not is not well perfect. crafted. Yeah. But we already haven't done it. Anyway, we have reached the end of our time. Henry has a hard stop at three minutes past the hour, as <laughs> usual. And we do know that Henry does bill in eight-minute increments. So uh, thank you so much for listening. We hope you found this episode ex- ex- extraordinary. i got to start using that more.
1: <laughs> Dad jokes we will be- of HBC
0: i know we'll be right back at you with new content very soon thank you for listening bye-bye yay thank you for listening to this episode of radio free hpc reach out to us on email at podcast at radio free hpc or via twitter at radio free hpc As a quick note, the views and opinions of Henry Newman are his and do not reflect any policy or position of Seagate government solutions or Seagate technology. Thanks again for listening.